Welcome to a special edition of the Sports Hour. We're going to call it the Sports Half Hour. <laughs> How does that sound, Mitch? Is that good with you? That sounds great. The, 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 the Sports Half Hour. Sports um, Half Hour to the Sports 45. I don't know what you want to call it. We'll find out. Maybe this will actually take us an hour, and then it'll just Maybe be... you'll just get a special edition, an extra episode this week. Absolutely. Depends That's on exact- what, how long we keep going. Right. <laughs> exactly. And we had to do it because we have some NBA Finals previewing to do this week. Officially, we have Cavs Warriors round four um, in store for us starting Thursday. And we wanted to do this because we wouldn't be able, uh, before we record our next episode, we'd only be able to get like one game of the finals to talk about. So we figured we might as well preview it, talk about it, give you our predictions, our thoughts, our analysis, because we're clearly experts on all things sports. Um, so yeah, that's what we got in store that's, today, Mitch. Are we, are we excited? That's right. I'm very excited. Um, this is part four. We're going to have part four of this epic between the Warriors and the Cavaliers. And I think everyone is excited to see how this is going to turn out. I think I, I think we know how it's all going to turn out, but we should right. still talk about it. <laughs> right. I mean, we're – yeah. And that's uh, – we'll get, we'll get into that too. But I, I think, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting NBA Finals to look forward to. So stick around, guys. Um, and well, let's preview some NBA finals. is interesting to me round four of Cavs Warriors we haven't had something like this since probably Boston and LA in the 80s like the same teams playing this many times so a little history lesson I think it was back in the 60s 50s and 60s um I think it was 57 to 66 the Boston Cavaliers made it to 10 consecutive finals um then you have to go to the 80s where the Cavs, or not the Cavs, I'm sorry, the Celtics made four in a row, and then the Showtime Lakers made four in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar era for them. Right. But yeah, there's only four other teams, like three or four other teams that have made four in a row. And yeah. we have now and two of two them. And two of them in and one d- year. D- d- two of them in and a row. Yeah. It really, it really is insane. You know, you, you've had teams, um, I know that we had, uh, what was it? Heat and Spurs played a couple times when LeBron was playing in Miami. The Heat was the other four time in a row because every year that LeBron was there. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. From 11 to 14, they made it every year. That's right. That's right. I mean, the the Lakers made it three times in a row in the early two thousands. Um, and we had the Bulls. Um, I, they, they had a three peat at one. They had two three peats, right? I, I think is how it went. They like won three times and then Jordan one, retired. They had won ninety five to ninety seven, I think. But um, I don't know if they had, or maybe it was ninety six to ninety eight, but um, they might have had two three peats. I thought Jordan. I think they had two. I, I think when Jordan they won, has six. So I think when he won his six, 
it was win three, uh, go play baseball, come back, win three, and then retire again, and then unretire, and then retire again. Yeah. Anywho, and so. Come back, and wizard. <laughs> right. But four times in a row is ridiculous. And the fact that we have the same teams four times in a row, um, I, I think it's just fun to embrace the history of this moment. I mean, this is something that has, like, this doesn't happen in the NBA and in sports in general. So the fact that we get to get to be a part of this, I think there's a silver lining in it all, though uh, we probably know the outcome. Um, So let's talk uh, game seven. I know that you didn't watch uh, the Boston Cleveland game. Um, I don't know if you caught highlights or whatever. I actually didn't watch it either. Um, So I had, we had friends over for dinner and and by the time they left, it was over. Uh, but it looked like an ugly game based on the stats. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, I think, like I said in the last podcast, I was out and about, not able to watch it. But uh-huh. um, from yeah, from what I got from it, it was kind of an ugly game. Um, I think from what I got out of it, the Celtics really showed their immaturity as a team right now. Um, that they're just not quite there yet, and so. Um, I think they'll be right back where they were next year when they get Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving back. But yeah, they really just showed their immaturity as a, as a unit and with a bunch of young players. And um, that's no reason to get disappointed about that team either, because that shows that the growth that shows that they really don't have a whole lot more to grow, that they're going to be great really early on. I mean, when that young group already is in a conference finals, yeah, that's something to get excited about. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, their floor is pretty high, and their ceiling is obviously win a championship. But yeah, I mean, you look at what they were able to do. I, I know Ro- Rogier had a really bad game. Uh, Jalen Brown had a really bad game. Um, you know, some of these young guys they've been leaning on uh, just couldn't perform uh, when it mattered. And I think that just shows... Uh, the experience, obviously, that LeBron has going to eight straight finals um, and that team in general. I mean, guys like J.R., Tristan, Corver uh, was there last year. Uh, I mean, these guys, Kevin Love, these guys, though he wasn't playing, they've been here before. They've been to four straight finals right. together. So, uh, you know, they, they have that experience. They're, you know, they, they know what it's like and what it takes to win. Um, but, you know, I do. I, well, I do. Corver's never been there, though. No, he went last year. He was he was there last year with them. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. He was on the team. I last thought he was year. traded this midseason. No, no, no. It was it was last it was last year. So okay, um, okay. So they've had so he went to the finals last year. So he has that with the team. I just um, I do think that <laughs> the Cavs I think are being cel- especially LeBron is being celebrated for getting to this finals and. I think that this is definitely his worst team that he's taken to the finals, probably since uh, his first team that he took there as like yeah, a third let's year make it kid. Very clear that the Cavs are not being celebrated for making it. LeBron is right, and, and, and deservedly so. By, and like you said, the, this is by far the worst team. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of the this is one of the all time not great teams to be in the finals. Yeah, um, yeah, for which real. I guess I don't know if that shows the weakness of the Eastern Conference or the greatness of LeBron James. I'm not really sure what that really shows. Yeah, you, but, well, what's what's fascinating too is if it wasn't for Brad Stevens, we would be looking at this seven game series with the Celtics and thinking to ourselves, how did LeBron take seven games to beat these guys? 
Like this is a team yeah. that was missing their two star players that are that are starting a rookie, a second year guy, a backup point guard, Aaron Baines, and an all star in Hal Horford, who is the most uninteresting all star of all time. And LeBron took seven games to beat these guys. So I have, I have a debt to pay. You do. Be, what did, do you remember what we said in our last episode? I remember. <laughs> I listened to it again the other night to make sure I didn't say anything stupid. And I did say something stupid. And I have a debt to pay. Um, LeBron, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. You are that good. <laughs> you, can, you can carry a weak, injured Cavs team to the finals. And I'm sorry, man. But LeBron, I owe you a sincere apology. You bearded monster. You're not going to win the finals. But you are going to get him there. And I apologize, sir. From the bottom of my heart. Wow. That was that was beautiful. That, that was beautiful, Mitch. Thank you. <sighs> it didn't feel right coming Did out. Did that hurt? Did that hurt? <laughs> It hurt. It hurt a lot. Well, you know, we'll get to we'll get to Rockets Warriors in a second. But luckily, Chris Paul didn't also make the finals because you were hating on him too. That'd have been really bad if both the men you were hating made it. Uh, but luckily, the the Warriors took care of that. But I, yeah, I do want to Chris Paul would have bothered me that much because he wasn't even playing. He was just being a whiny little bitch. True. So <laughs> I do. I mean, I just think this. I think this finals is fascinating for LeBron. I mean, eight straight finals. That's uh, unbelievable. I saw this stat and I mm-hmm. want to. Th- see if i i tweeted it or i found it on twitter oh i i didn't i didn't favorite it or tweet it but i did no wait let me see i think i have it on here give me just a second because this like blew my mind um i do have lebron stats so while you're pulling that up okay go um, ahead lebron this postseason is averaging 34 points a game which is unreal he's leading his team in every major category except for rebounds which is Kevin Love, who's thinking about 10 flat. The statistic that really stood out to me, so check that. Well, there's two. There's two. LeBron is averaging 20 more points than anyone else on his team. Wow. The second high, he's averaging 34 flat a game. The next closest is Kevin Love, and he didn't even play game seven. (laughs) And he is averaging 13.9. That's the second highest. Not only that, LeBron is averaging ten more minutes per game than anyone else. I mean, he's at he played one point three, and Kevin Love's at thirty one point one. I mean, he played forty eight minutes in Game Seven. He played every minute of the game. Hop on his back. I again. What else? Admit, what else? I was can wrong. You do? I mean, I was wrong. He was. He can so do this, it at his age and at his mileage, man. It's yeah, it's incredible. It's uh. So I I. I vaguely remember this tweet so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you guys what it was so basically it was a breakdown of teams that had made the nba finals so i I think on it the lakers had like 31 or is boston like i don't remember one of them had 31 appearances in the finals the other one had 21 appearances in the finals and then you had the warriors with nine the six or the with eight or nine the sixers with eight or nine have ten was that Dubs have 10. Okay, they had this be, nine. This, this was before. Tenth. Yeah, okay, this was before they clinched. Yeah. yeah, so they have 10. The Sixers had like eight or nine on there. Um, and I don't remember the other team, but LeBron himself has nine. So That's if you incredible. put him on the list, he's has the fourth most finals appearances, more so than 27 other teams. Yeah, everyone forgets he went, what was that, 2007? Seven, 2007. Yeah. yeah. 
2007 when he was the team. It was it was a right. si- it was a situation similar to this year where he's just he's it. Right. I mean, and uh, it's it's incredible. Um, but I do think it's interesting. I, I I I respect LeBron. I really do. I don't want to give him too much credit on this, though, because we do have to remember that, like, this Boston team should not have be, they probably shouldn't have even been in the Eastern Conference finals, let alone taken LeBron James and his team to seven games. So, like, oh, yeah, if we're looking at it and I don't want to take away too much from him, but. I mean, he struggled. They struggled against Indiana. That Indiana team should have beat them in the first round, but they pulled it out based on their experience. And then they play uh, the the Toronto Raptors, who he owns, um, who who's in his back pocket, who who he's the the father of, and they sweep him in four games. Uh, so that's an easy matchup for him. That's an automatic win. And then they go seven against a team that's missing their two star players and is relying on rookies and bench players. And that's that's his path to the finals. And it still took two game sevens. Um, it, it's just, I don't know. It, I what think makes he had a matchup in- fairly easy path, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So let's say, so what, who does he have to lean on then? Like, let's say he's not having a great game. Let's say, you know, lately he's been kind of shooting the lights out. He's been playing really well. He's been shooting great from the perimeter. We don't know if Kevin Love's going to be back for game right. one. Who does he have to lean on? I mean, he's got Corver, he's got J.R. Smith, he's got Jeff Green. I don't I, know if you can I, lean on a point guard like George Hill. No, you, and you well, sure even... are not going to lean on Tristan Mother Effin Thompson, because... <laughs> right? Or Jordan Clarkson, or Larry Nance Jr., who's never even been in the playoffs until this yeah. year. Or Rodney on Hood, it, none of those guys. Uh, uh, Rodney Hood ain't even playing. He's dipped. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. he's probably he's probably at home now. I'm just kidding. Um, Might be. He uh, honestly, Corver is the only guy. If Kevin Love is healthy, Kevin Love's been here before. He's played in three straight finals with LeBron. I think LeBron can rely on Love to a certain extent. I mean, Love's not going to drop 30 a game, but he never has in any of their final appearances. He's always been the third guy behind Kyrie and LeBron. Uh, but he right. could he could get twenty a game he, if he's playing well. And Corver, I think, is the only other guy that you can rely on because Corver shoots so well like he's gonna get his shots he's gonna get his threes and they need him to do more than the 10 points a game he was getting in the last series um but i think that's it i mean that's his big three right now which is really sad that it's an injured kevin love and kyle corver well i mean and you know i think jeff's jeff green's gonna be kind of a x factor here oh yeah i I mean he he showed up in game seven he, he showed up in game seven. A huge so. impact. Um, he shoots the ball pretty well, um, and I, I could see him making a big impact. But uh, is that sad that like that's the guy that LeBron has it, to be it like? Is sad that that's all the right, guy Jeff. You're lean on. <laughs> you're yeah, all, all right, Jeff. Go get him, bud. You know that's <laughs> that's a sad that's reality to, to live in. Out there like that, but yeah, no. And, what else you got? What I mean, what else does he have? It's re- I mean, that's it. No, he's he's got Jr. He's got Kyle, and that's about it. That's and because Kevin's an unknown right now. Love's an yep. unknown, so yep. he's really it, got Jr. and Kyle, and then George Hill. You can't lean, you can't ask a point guard. You can't ask to lean on a point guard to score you points. As even though we're in a game like the modern game right now, the point guard is not like a real point guard. Uh-huh. Like he's also a score a scorer. George Hill's not a scorer. So, right, but yeah, exactly. And not George Hill, not with the injury issues he's had in the last few years of his career. I mean, he's older. He's not, 
Uh, yeah. To, to be playing this deep in the postseason is probably rough enough for him as it is. Um, but you can so, lean on him to slow the game down and bring the tempo down because true, you know when right. they go into this series that Golden State likes to play fast. Right. And so you could count on him to maybe bring the ball up and slow the game down a little bit yeah. and maybe set something up. But as far as production goes, you can't you can't lean on him. You got to no. lean on him as a general more than anything. Someone yeah. to lead then to produce. They they need all their guys to just play out of their minds basically to even have a shot in this series. Um so question for you, is this all that LeBron needed to do this year? Like was it just make the finals? Is this the goal? Because honestly, I don't think the goal would have been to win the finals. Uh, realistically, I think at the midway point when they made the trades, got the team they had, I think LeBron looked at it and was just like, we need to just get there. We're not going to win. We're, Houston or Golden State could beat us. So is it really just to get there? Has he achieved what he needed to? Oh, absolutely not. I think in his head, he still thinks he can win this thing. Um I think at the beginning of the year, when they had Isaiah Thomas and Dwayne Wade on that roster, he thought he could win that thing. I, oh, I know yeah. Isaiah didn't play until, you know, like a month in or something like right. that. Right. No, but, but I agree with you. Yeah. But I think when they dealt everything, I think he – because he's a smart dude. LeBron, as much oh, yeah. as I dislike him as a player, <laughs> this is a smart man. He is oh, an extremely yeah. smart man when it comes to basketball and business. And he realized that – they had too much star power, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of where the Warriors are at right now. Like, they don't have an overwhelming amount of star power. They have a lot of good pieces. Right. And they had, when you have LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Isaiah Thomas all on the same team, that's a lot of star power. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to offload that. Well, damn, that's two in a row. I almost dropped my freaking <laughs> mic. Um, but yeah, I think. When they dealt him away, because they really struggled at the beginning of the year, when they dealt yep. those big guys away and got back guys like Larry Nance and Jordan Clarkson, that he, that's when he kind of realized, like, okay, we can make a run with this. But I also think he's smart enough to have realized, like, he's going to have to put a lot of the burden on himself. Like, he's oh, yeah. going to have to carry a little bit. Um, and I think Kevin, to an extent, was kind of his wingman to that. Like, I think he understood, like, he had to carry a little bit. And so, yeah, he had to be a real number two because, like I said, I mean, he's really yeah, been oh, the number three behind Kyrie and LeBron. Yeah. So I don't think in LeBron's mind that he's feels like he's accomplished what he needs to this year because I think he can still – I think he thinks he can still win it. That's probably not going to happen. Right. But I've doubted him before, and he's proved me wrong. Yeah, but the stakes are a lot higher and the slope's <laughs> a lot steeper now. Right. So, you know, I we'll, we'll see what he's got. I, yeah. I, we'll see I what like he's got. To, I think that LeBron's smart enough to know that he's not going to win this finals. And I think like last year after they they beat the Warriors, came back from 3-1, that was huge. The Warriors go get KD, uh but the but the Cavs basically bring back the same team. Um, and I think going into last year's finals, I think LeBron thought he could beat him. He was like, hey, we beat him last year. We came back from adversity. Sure, they added KD, but like we could do this. But they got smoked in five games. They got smoked. Right. That was it. And I think he knows that. This is the same team that they faced last year. I mean, this isn't – they're missing Iguodala. That's it. But I mean, 
if you were going to lose anybody of the Hamptons five, that's the guy you don't you'd rather not have if you had to choose. So, yeah, I think he looks at that and he says, "Okay, well, my team's considerably worse and inexperienced. Their team is the exact same and now have more experience than they had last year. There's just no way. And he can play. He can carry the team or try to carry the team as much as he can. But the, the Warriors team is just better. And I like to think that LeBron's smart enough to know. And so because of that, it was we just get to the finals. I'll play 48 minutes in game seven on the road and beat this Boston team to make it to the finals because that was that's all I can achieve. That's that's the highest I can achieve this year. Right. Well, and I think what really hurts them going into this series is they don't have a true power forward. And so, like, I know now in today's game, like, it doesn't matter really what your position is, right? You're kind of pairing guys up that play well together. But you look at Golden State, and they have a really good power forward in, um, well, it's not Draymond. I guess it would be Looney, technically. Looney and Jordan Bell, they kind of play both. Jordan Bell, yeah. We've both played Um, pretty well. But Draymond kind of plays that center position still. The the small ball um, center, yeah. Yeah, but Cleveland doesn't really have that. They have Love and Thompson, and you can't play those two together. No, so it's too slow. Because, because <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because Golden State's going to play small and quick, so you can't right. play to the two together. And so, and neither one of them. I guess Kevin Love could be kind of a power forward type. I guess if he was playing anywhere else, if he was playing in Golden State, he could be a power forward. Um, because he shoots well. But, yeah, it's going to be an uphill battle for Cleveland, for sure. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't see – so I, I have a question, um, and I know, obviously, there's been so much talk about this this year, and it's just going to get worse once the finals are gone. <laughs> but I do want to talk about LeBron – and, and, and where he goes this summer, real quick. And I just want to I ask wanted one, to talk about that too. Cool. So. And I just want to ask one question to you. Do you think him getting the Cavs to the finals is enough motivation for him to stay? Or is this, I got you here, I did everything I can, and now I can leave with all my cards on the table and be like, I gave you everything and I've got nothing else to give you? No, he's leaving. He's leaving. Um, I heard Stephen A. Smith throw a theory out there because everyone's been talking about LeBron James going to LA and teaming up with Paul George, right? Paul George, right, Lonzo right, right. Ball, and LeBron. They're going to revive the Showtime Lakers. And, 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 and Ingram. <laughs> and Ingram. That would be, that would be a good lineup. That would be a really good lineup. They got no one to play center. <laughs> but who needs or to just center do, in this? In this just just, this, just play this five wings and do five out along the three line. Sure. Why not? <laughs> That's insane. LeBron would be kind of your center at that point. He's your power guy at that point. That's insane. LeBron um, at center. <laughs> I love he it. He could do I it, too. It. He could do it. He's, what, 6'8", six, 6'9"? Six, he could do it. 6'9", yeah. Yeah. But um, Stephen A. Smith threw out a really interesting scenario. Uh-huh. Let's say Paul George doesn't come to Los Angeles. Right. Let's say he goes to the Sixers. Okay, right. LeBron, we all we, – everyone – a lot well not everyone a lot of people suspect that he's going to LA he has a home in LA that's where his family lives right now he wants to be in LA to wind up his career he's going to be 6 it'll be a 16th season next year he wants to wind up somewhere where he's going to retire 
right. that his family lives. Well, he also has business ventures. He has like a film company that he part owns or owns, yeah. and that's all based in L.A. So there is a lot yeah. of appeal uh, to him ending up there eventually. So L.A. So LA's attractive to him. Chris Paul is a unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. Right. What if Paul George goes to Philly, LeBron goes to L.A. and talks Chris Paul into coming to L.A., where Chris Paul should have been a long time ago, but David Stern nicks the trade. Yes, the most bitter moment of my life that I'll hate the NBA so and, and Stern forever for. I just want to throw that idea out there. There are no sources that I've read or heard of that say that that's a possibility. But I'm not going to throw it out of consideration because it makes wow. it really interesting to think about, that, right? So you Paul would George have, goes to Philly. Right. And so you, Chris Paul leaves Houston to go to L.A. with LeBron. Wow. So you'd have, like, Lonzo, Chris Paul, and then LeBron, Kuzma, I think that's Ingram. an even better lineup than the one with George in it. Yeah. In I my opinion. You know, it's a fascinating idea. I, I, I am, uh, I'm with you. They in still that need that one if, big guy. So let's say they deal. So let's say they not resign someone or you know work something out. Right. And they bring in Clint Capella out of Houston. Do they would probably have to do a sign and trade kind of deal? Which yeah. they they have. I mean, then between Ball, Ingram, and Kuzma, you get your big man and they Lakers can, are op- automatically a Western Conference contender again. Yeah, that's uh, that's fascinating. I, I love all the LeBron talk. Honestly, I think it's fascinating. I, I agree with you 100% that if the I, – I know the Sixers have uh, been linked to LeBron si- since about January. Rumors started coming about Philly, and obviously they're an up-and-coming right. team. I think he's a terrible fit for them because he's ball-dominant, and I think he's going to hinder Ben Simmons' development as a star. I think if they were smart, they would go after Paul George and not LeBron because Paul George fits them perfectly. He doesn't have to be the guy. He could be the second or third guy like he was on OKC, but he's not with somebody who's ball the ball dominant in the sense of Russell Westbrook, but somebody who handles the ball and facilitates like a Ben Simmons, who's going to allow Paul George to just do what he does best, which is play defense and shoot the ball well. See, and that's why when I heard that this morning, I was like, wow, this makes so much yeah. sense. So if like, Paul George... Like an, like an alarming amount of sense. Right. Like, so if Paul George goes to Philly... Are the Lakers really going to be that good next year? Like... Well, they have the young pieces and they have the cap space and that's the appeal. And they have a yeah. ton of options. I honestly, as a Lakers fan, have no idea what I want them to do. Um, there are a lot of – not a lot of, but a few free agents that are going to be available next summer. And basically, uh, Magic and Palinka basically came out and said, hey, listen, we've got two roster spots this year, possibly one, two, or zero. We might get nobody this summer and just wait till next summer. We might sign both our guys this summer. We might sign one this summer and then get one next summer. But basically within the next two years, they are going to be signing two big free agents. That's the goal. But they don't have to do it this year. So if they're like, listen, LeBron's in his 16th season. We don't want this on our team. We're not going to go for LeBron. We're going to wait. Uh, Kawhi might be available next summer. Clay, uh, Jimmy Butler. You've got guys that they could be like, oh, we feel better about them. Maybe they'll go after them. I, I think they have a ton of options. I have no idea what they do, but I-, I-, I know Chris Paul and LeBron have been linked for a minute, and that's why people think LeBron possibly will go to Houston next year because of his relationship with Chris Paul. But I, I honestly think it'd be more likely that they both end up in L.A. than uh, them both ending up in Houston. Yeah, I, well, yeah, no, the L.A. possibility is, I think, a lot more likely. 
Yeah, to me, at Houston least. doesn't have the cap um, space. They have no but then way that, that to clear enough space. That specific scenario that Stephen A. laid out made so much sense. Like I, uh-huh. at first, I was like, I was like, come on, please. And then I sat there and I thought about it. I was like, holy cow, that makes a that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right, does, and does not Chris not Paul just do- like competition wise, but like life wise for those guys. Like that right, makes a lot for sure. of sense for them, those guys to go there. But, but Chris oh, Chris Paul was just in L.A. with the Clippers. Do you think he goes back that quick? I mean, he just left like a year ago. And now well, he's, he's going to be sharing a locker room and, or a stadium with the same team that he just left with very harsh feelings. I, it wasn't a, it wasn't a nice He's not going break. back to the Clippers, though. He's going back to the Lakers, and, yeah. which is the superior franchise. And, right. I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to go play for the Lakers? I mean, you're playing for – that's playing for – I I would say tied for first with the most historic franchise in basketball. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to go? Why wouldn't you want to go play for him? I, I think everyone. And with the, the Lakers, best player in the world, <laughs> you're going to go play with the best player in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants now, to make you a significant part of the offense. Now, now what about so, this? Let me, let me, let me, let me give you this, this crazy theory. So LeBron leaves Cleveland, goes signs with LA. Chris Paul, Resigns with Houston. He wants to win with James Harden. He feels like that's his best shot. KD is an unrestricted free agent. KD says, Warriors, it's been real. I won two championships. I'm going to go pay, play with LeBron James in LA and just hops down to LA. <laughs> and they Not going to happen. And they got Lonzo, KD, LeBron, Ingram, and Kuzma as their starting lineup. That's, that's not going to happen. It won't <laughs> I know happen. it wouldn't. I know it wouldn't, but just the thought of that makes KD, me happy. KD will be in Golden State again. K, I think, oh, yeah. K, I think uh, Golden State is going to resign KD. He has and been, he's getting his, his long-term contract this time, too. So Yeah, he might get a max. I mean, he's going to... Yeah. They're, they'll max him, and then they'll let Clay go at the end of his contract. They won't sign Clay, resign Clay because they can't. Which sucks. I, I don't. But it's a harsh reality of it. Yeah. It is what it. I mean, it, it. All good things have to end, you know. So yeah, it, it's gonna happen. I think they'll let Clay go, but I mean, a, a team of Draymond, KD, and Steph still goes to the finals. So That's still yeah, a really it, good team. They're still good. Uh, That's basically let, what they had to play with last night. So let's get on to that. <laughs> So I just want to I want to share one uh, little stat thing, and then I want to move on to talking about Houston and uh, Golden State. But um, I saw this um, on Sunday night, probably after the after the Cavs or Cavs uh, Celtics game, and it was a a list of the post MJ NBA finals. So starting with 1999, after uh, MJ won in 98, and it has a list of certain players that were in these in these that played in these finals and since 99 there have been three players that have played in every single one of these finals some against each other except for one year and that is Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan and LeBron James. And it's amazing to go through this list. I mean, Duncan made it in 99, then you had three straight years of Kobe, then you had Duncan, Kobe, Duncan, 2006 was Mavs in the Heat but Heat was just Wade when they won it, so none of them are on there. And then you had LeBron Duncan play in 07. He had Kobe in three straight, and then you had LeBron for eight straight, including two against Duncan. And I hate the <laughs> narrative. I hate the narrative that people are like, well, the NBA is so exciting because it's always different teams, and so Cavs Warriors round four is so boring. That's a load of bull crap, bro. The NBA 
is literally the best teams make it every single year, no matter what. And it's the same teams and the same players over and over again. That is just how the NBA is. Go back to the 80s and look at the fact that the freaking Celtics and Lakers played in like eight of the 10 finals that year. Okay. And how many finals Jordan won in the 90s? It's the same players and the same teams over and over again. That's just what the NBA is. So stop complaining about Cavs Warriors round four and just embrace it because this is what the NBA is. The greatest players make it to the finals. And Curry and LeBron are the greatest players in this league. And KD, you can throw him in there too. They're the best players in this league. They're the best teams in this league. That's why they get to the finals. Well, tell us how you really feel, Dallin. I just Jeez. I hate and I and hate. no and I, and I'm gonna count I'm gonna counter that argument. Cleveland's not the be, one of the best two teams in the league. No, but LeBron is the best player in the league, and that's okay. like so, it's yeah, it's and either, I could, I will agree with that, but and that's what it comes no, down to. Is Toronto's a better team. Toronto's a better right. team. Well, Boston, Toronto's I think probably you can argue is a Boston. Maybe. I don't I don't know, but Boston I think you could argue is a better team. But the best the thing is is the best players make it to the finals and the best players are typically found on the best teams. And sometimes you have a really good player who carries a team to the finals. And when we've had that in history, but typically you are getting the best players or a team like, for example, the, the Oh four Pistons that were, had no stars really, but just the, the one of the best defensive teams we've ever seen. And they had a good lineup though. I mean, Chauncey Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton, Ben Wallace and that, the Wallaces. Wallace? I mean, I'm not saying they didn't have good players. I'm just saying they didn't have stars. Like, nobody looks at those guys as top 20 guys all time. But Duncan is. Kobe is. LeBron is. Curry probably will be. KD probably should be. So who was in that 06? Who was in that 06 matchup? So 06 was the Wade and Shaq Heat versus Dirk and the Mavs. Those are those are some top top twenty players. There, oh, so. uh, well, Wade's not top twenty. Shaq is, but that's like Nash late is. late career Shaq. Um, Nash but is. I don't know if Nash was on this team. I think this was just Dirk. Um, but I and Dirk maybe a top twenty player. I'm just saying the best players Dirk make it. For me, yeah. The best players make it to the finals, and typically they're found on the best teams. So just stop complaining about it. Just embrace it, guys. It's Cavs I'm Warriors. Complain. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> let's talk let's talk about these warriors then uh so you cool. watched the game last night i watched the game last oh, yeah. night oh it was yeah, a good game it was a good game great you game. know it's uh it was it was really similar to game seven or game yeah, six yeah very similar it was like <clears throat> was it the Cavs were or not the Cavs? sorry we've been talking about the Cavs for the last half hour and now i get all jacked up <laughs> um Warriors down 11 going into the second half, and you knew. You just knew. Like, oh, boy, here they come. Here they come. Because it happened in game six mm-hmm. where they're down 10 at half, and you're like, oh, here they come. And they started to show some signs of life in the second quarter. That first quarter was a tr- was atrocious. Yeah. It was absolutely – it was disgusting to watch. Well, and then Clay um, got three Steve, early fouls. Yeah, three early fouls. So I had some serious gripes about the officiating for that game. I recognize that they're in Houston, but golly, that was terrible. Yeah, terrible officiating. 
I don't know. I want to know how much Houston was paying him to try to throw that game. Oh, it's Chris Paul. I really Chris want Paul's to... talking in the mirror. I'll give you it's my terrible. signing. <laughs> give you my bonus. <laughs> I'll give you my terrible. playoff salary. <laughs> it was awful. But you know what? They found their they found their rhythm. Golden State did, and um, the stat everyone's going to be talking about for weeks is twenty seven straight missed three pointers. Oh my gosh! I Never mean, ever happened in the NBA playoffs ever. I would even. I don't know if it's, I know it, they said never in the NBA playoffs. I don't know if it's ever happened in basketball. I mean, yeah. that is awful. That's they crazy. shot seven for forty four from the three point line. First off, forty four three point attempts. That's a lot. Well, that's what that D'Antoni is, says he wants. He says forty to forty five attempts a game, and next year he's thinking he wants fifty attempts a game. I don't know if that's a winning formula, though. Well, clearly it wasn't. Well, maybe, when maybe it goes if you don't cold. have your big guys next year because Point <laughs> Capella will be gone, and maybe if you don't have your big guys, that'll be it. But my goodness, seven for forty-four—that's like sixteen percent. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, that's that's awful. Why? When do you learn? Okay, time to stop jacking the ball up from thirty feet and start pounding the ball inside. Yeah, well, Trevor Ariza himself was, what, 0 of 12 from 3? And he just kept shooting it. I was like, bro, stop shooting the damn ball. (laughs) Like, it's not going to go in. (laughs) He was terrible. It's, uh, you know, it's, and that's what's like, you know, and a lot of them, too. Some of it was just missing open shots. But Golden State was playing good defense on the perimeter. And they were they were shooting some questionable shots. Maybe passing the ball a few times gets you a better shot, but they were they were jacking stuff up sometimes. And I think in the combination to game six because they weren't doing that in game six. Right. So they they fixed that, but they were playing awful on so many yeah. other parts of the game in that first half. It was terrible. It was, it was rough, but you know the Warriors, like you said, they did what they needed to do. They came back in the third quarter like they always do and closed it out. Curry had himself an amazing game, almost had a triple double. Can we talk about this? He had what thirty twenty nine points, nine rebounds, ten assists. Steph yeah. Curry showing up, he played man, really well. He I got I got to really tell well. you this. I got to share this other stat I have. These are a list of the players who have made seven three pointers in a game seven in NBA history. So players who have shot made three, three, seven threes in Game 7s. Steph Curry did it once in Game 7 versus OKC in 2016, the year they went on to lose to the Cavs in the finals. And he did it okay. last night. That's the entire list. He's the only man in history to, score, to shoot and make <laughs> seven threes in a Game 7, and he's done it twice. I mean, Classic he just— Steph. I, I mean, and that's like I think he's clutch. I think cl- I think Steph is clutch. I think he shows up in big moments, and obviously every player doesn't show up every single game. But I think you could look at him and be like, I mean, when KD has struggled the last two games, honestly, he's probably struggled since Game Three of this series. KD has not played well, and Clay and Steph. Clay in Game Six and Steph this game stepped up and said, "We're gonna we we know what to do. We're gonna win this series." I thought it was clutch great. is an interesting clutch is an interesting term because I Isn't think it? that I think there's a lot of people that have different definitions of it. True. I think there's people that associate clutch with that one big shot, right? right? Which over his career, Steph Curry has proven to miss more than he makes, right? Um, but then there's clutch, like I think you and I 
associate the word with, which is coming up in a big moment. Not necessarily one shot, but maybe a quarter or a half of a game. Right. Showing up when it it matters. Exactly. And he showed up when it mattered. And um, there's not a whole lot of players across any sport, whether it's basketball, baseball, or football, that have that clutch gene. Yep. And... Tom Brady has the clutch gene. Um, I'm trying to think of a baseball player that has that clutch gene, but there's a lot, so one's not yeah. coming to mind. <laughs> but Steph Curry, I think, has that clutch gene. MJ had the clutch gene. Right. Um, Kobe. Came up, showed up when it mattered. Kobe had the clutch and gene. Fight me on Kobe that. Had a clutch, Kobe did have a clutch gene. He did. People like to he pretend hit, that Kobe wasn't he clutch, He had big bro. games when it mattered. He had big Thank games you. when it mattered. Thank you. So, um, well, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, look at James Harden last night. I mean, granted, he is trying to carry this team without the second best player, but James Harden has a tendency of not showing up in big games, and yep. it happened last season. I mean, where well, he basically Chris Paul has the same thing too, right? And and you look at what his stat line was last last night. He was shooting under forty percent from the field. Um, and, and the rest of the team was, was a lot worse. They still got, you know, 20 something points. He was high twenties, maybe low thirties, but he didn't shoot the ball well. And that doesn't help. Like in a big game, you got to play well. And just cause you score 28 points doesn't mean you played well. And right. you know, he didn't play well last night in a game, the biggest game of his career. And I just, I like, I don't think Harden is clutch, but you look at a guy like tell, Kurt. You could tell in that game and it was from about. Midway through the second on, when the Warriors started to... I mean, they hung with them the whole game. I don't think they were down by more than 15. Right, right. But you could tell throughout the game, Harden wanted to make the dagger shot. Mm-hmm. The shot that just that shot that just demoralized and took the energy out of that whole team. And he never hit it. Yep. He had a few opportunities to do it, and he never hit it. And it was a part of that 0 for 27 stretch. Right, absolutely. And he, and he, I guarantee you, I would, I would put money on it that he put up the majority of those shots. Him or Trevor Ariza, I'm not sure. Right. But <laughs> yeah. I, I would be, I'd be willing to put it on Harden. Yeah. Um, that he, yeah, he's just, he doesn't show up when he needs to show up. And maybe that's, maybe it's a little bit of psychological game. Maybe he knows that he needs to put the team on his back. For the rest of that for that rest of that game without Chris Paul, the rest of that series without Chris Paul, right? And so maybe that got to him a little bit, and so maybe yeah. he's a little bit of a head case. But yeah, yeah, you know, and I and I don't I don't I don't mean to disrespect James Harden. I think he's a great player. I think he's one of the oh, best yeah. shooters and scores we have in the NBA today. And he's, he's one of the best players to, in the NBA right now. Yeah, and to to me, he's the MVP this year, no doubt. Um, and he deserves that. He 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 was the regular season MVP. He deserves that award. But there. Like, like I just, when I shared that list, all I wanted to say was that the best players make it to the finals and like Chris Paul is great, but there's a, maybe a reason why he's never made it to the finals. He's, he's not that kind of guy that can push himself to get there. despite the adversity, despite the, the, uh, the situation, you know, I don't know. LeBron you know, does you it. Know who, Chris Paul kind of reminds me of Clyde Drexler. Mm, okay. He was a point guard for the point, for the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Right. He was a point guard on some really good teams. Oh, yeah. He was a really good point guard, but never got to the big game and never got it done. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Chris Paul's kind of that way. He's he's one of those all time great point guards. Right. You put him in that. You put him in that list, and um, and not just like today's point guards. Like he's an all time great point guard. He's oh, one yeah. of the la- He's last of a dying breed, where it's a true point true point guard. Absolutely. And so he kind of reminds me of Clyde Drexler that way. That he just. He's a part of great teams. He's a great player, but he just has a hard time getting it done in the big time games. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It is fascinating. This this rocket. We haven't Warriors, seen the last of him either. We haven't seen the last. No, of him. I mean he'll he's still got a few years in his career left, and if he stays with the Rockets, they'll be contending with the Warriors every year. I think um, eh, he'll but, be in L.A. <laughs> Mitch thinks he's going to L.A. So I hope so. I want to see finals. that. I do want. Maybe see he that. will make the finals then. Even um, as a Warriors fan, I want to see that. So yeah. I so I the series was great and like I said earlier to me this was my finals was Rockets Warriors whoever came out of this series was going to win it so this was the series I was waiting for and it didn't disappoint seven games some close games uh and you know some and, and unfortunate that Chris Paul got injured and that the Warriors didn't have to beat him at full health but I think yeah. they would have anyways so so some so since we threw it out for the Cleveland Cavaliers, let's throw it out for the Warriors. Um, some interesting stats that we saw. Um, I saw that there were four guys that averaged thirty five plus minutes on the Warriors. Um, uh-huh. uh, and it's the four usual sub sus or blah, blah, suspects. Right, Durant, Curry, Thompson, Green. They all averaged over thirty five. Wow, with Draymond actually averaging more minutes than anyone else. Yeah. I, um, I mean, defensively, he does so much for yeah, the team. And, that, And he had a great series. Let's not forget about him because he doesn't score a lot. But, I mean, just because you, look you at don't his, score doesn't mean you don't have a great series. Right, look at his rebounds, what he does defensively, and in his assists. Like, Draymond is, is the key to that team, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, he leads the, the Warriors in every major statistic except scoring. That's KD. He's at 29 a game. Wow. Um, but you have three guys over 20 a game right now. Durant, Curry, and Thompson. Thompson actually has averaged 20 and a half. So Ooh. going with your theory of not scoring lower than 15, it's more likely than not that he's going to score more than 15. Um, yup. I think they need Iguodala back if they want to sweep. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. If they want to sweep, they need Iguodala back. Not not offensively, but defensively, they need him back um, because he's not a big scorer, but he's a great defensive piece. And um, he he has the size that can match LeBron, and that's the key to it. Is that Draymond is is not he he can't really he 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 can't just shut down LeBron. He's not that kind of defender. Um, right. And to be able to put Draymond on Kevin Love and have Iggy on LeBron is what's going to make that. That's what makes that defense so hard for the Cavs. So, yeah, without him, they're missing a huge piece. Well, and I think maybe the X. So if you had to pick an X factor, think of your X factor really quick for Golden State going into the finals. Mine's going to be Sean Livingston. Mm. I think he's going to he's going to have to. He shows up every time. He's so reliable off the bench. Not a big scorer. He only puts in about 17 and a half minutes so far this postseason, but he's a guy that's capable of playing 25 plus, I think. And he's one of those, he's just such a smart player. Yeah. And I think he's really going to have to be one of those guys that shows up. Um, 
Yeah, you know he's my ex. He's my X factor. Him or him or JaVale McGee, actually. Um, and I know he's kind of been absent, really, throughout this whole postseason. But him or Nick Young. Nick Young played really well last night. Yeah, you know, for me, I I, I will be looking at uh, the combination of Looney and Bell. Uh, because mm, they are the ones yeah. who had to start in place of Iggy. Well, they've they started Looney and then they brought Bell off the bench. And I, I think Bell's probably played more minutes than Looney has. Um, and they got caught, especially in the Houston series, they'd get caught in a lot of switches and they'd have Harden or Paul on them um, and having Looney to guard these actually, guys. Yeah. Who'd you say Bell played more minutes than Looney? I thought he did. It seemed like he did, but I. Looney averages 20 and a half minutes. Jordan Bell averages 9.2 minutes. Oh, it seemed like he was out there more, but uh, it does. Well, he makes such an impact when he's out there. That it right. Seems like that's true. There, you yeah. just forget. And that's like, so I look at Kevin Looney and be like, all right, you're going to be playing 20 minutes a game. You've got to be able to play defense. That's what they bring you in here for is you got to be able to shut some guys down, especially when you get in a pick and roll switch and you're on a guard or you're guarding LeBron. Like you can't let him just get to the hole whenever he wants. You've got to, right. You got to step up and, and, and fill that role that Iggy does. So he'll be the guy that I'll be watching uh, in this series is what can these young guys, these young big guys that they have like Looney and Bell, what are they going to show uh, in this series, especially defensively? And a lot of people forget. People forget, Dallin. Stephen Curry's only played 11 games this postseason. Yeah. He started 10 of them. He's only played 11 of them, and they've gotten to where they're at now. So now a fully healthy Steph Curry going in against a banged-up one-man team in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, we're, looking, we're looking at our NBA champions. I really oh, yeah. believe that. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, so, let, let's, so, let's, let's, so let's talk about what we think is going to happen. Okay, so that. what's your prediction? Are, are, you giving, are you giving them five? Are you giving him a gentleman sweep? Is that what we're doing? I've always said LeBron will give you one. He'll yeah. give you one. Um, four is not out of the question. Oh, no. Five's more realistic um, because LeBron will give you one. Um, five or six, actually, because Golden State's shown to have those lackluster games where they just, they just don't shoot well. And this is the greatest shooting team ever assembled in, the NBA, in NBA history. Not even close. And they've even shown that, like, yeah, sometimes we just don't shoot the ball very well. So I could see six more than I see four, but five, I think Golden State in five is is the safe bet. Um, uh-huh. 100%. I- 55% of fans say that it's going to be Golden State in five. Wow. Um, so I, I think that's... That's good. It's what That's you know. It's what game. we had. It's what we had last year. I think uh, the Warriors went up three zero, and then Game Four in Cleveland, LeBron got his game, won his game, so they didn't get swept, and they go back to Golden State and they win it in five. I see the exact same scenario. I think the Warriors will go up three zero. I think LeBron will make sure he doesn't get swept, and they'll lose in five, and that'll be it. It'll be it'll be real simple, real easy, you know. Um, and yeah, I think that's what we're going to be getting. I so do game five in Cleveland. No, in Golden State because they go they go State. two two in Oakland, two in Cleveland, one Oakland, one Cleveland, one Oakland. So to, you know, so then they 
you okay. go back and forth velocity. So, so, so game five will be in playoff, Oakland. This playoff format screws me up so much with the game. Well, because it's, it's different. It used to be 2-3-2. Two, two. So you'd play two with, wait, the, with the higher be, seed, but... and then you'd go three on the road, and then two with the higher seed. I like how they do it now better. I think it's more fair to the home team, to the better team. Because theoretically, you're supposed to win every home game, right? So if you're the number one seed, theoretically, you're supposed to go home at game six down 3-2, which doesn't make sense. You should always have the advantage because you're the higher seed. Yeah, I so can see that. So it makes, it makes sense to me how they go back and forth. So game five, you get to win your game, go home maybe, or go on the road, maybe win it, but you'll always have your game seven back at home, um, and you'll never have to win on the road to be an advantage, you know? So Yeah. But, okay, so I have, a, I have a question for you. We talked about the X Factor for Golden State. Who are you looking at for the, for the Cavs? Like, who's the guy that needs to step up? One guy. I mean, basically the whole bench needs to step up. But who's the one, the one guy you're looking at? Yeah, if there's, if there's something that the Cavs lack, it's depth. Um, or reliable depth. I mean, I think they have talent depth. on their bench. I mean, but they're serviceable. They don't, yeah, right. Larry Nance is okay jordan clarkson's all right um i think jr smith's gonna have gonna have to have a big a big series mm-hmm. i think jeff I, i'm gonna stick with jeff green i think jeff green's gonna have to have play really well um and kyle corver um you know what i'm gonna go with a wild card i'm gonna say when kevin love comes back because he's coming back i think he's really gonna have to he's really gonna have to play tough and play hard and have a good have a good series um yeah because lebron can't do him by himself and he needs a he needs a two guy he needs some he needs someone he could lean on a little bit and he's not going to lean on anyone else but kevin love so i'm gonna say kevin love when he comes back uh-huh. but let's say yeah. that kevin love doesn't come back i'm gonna have to say jr smith Okay. Yeah, you know, um, real quick, so we looked up uh, injury updates for Iggy and Kevin Love, and there really isn't nothing. Both of them are basically unknown. Kevin Love will be in the concussion protocol for six for day six uh, come game time of game one of this finals. He's more than likely going to be back, if not that game, game two, which will be Sunday. Um, Iggy, they still have no idea what's wrong with his knee, um, and they're getting it checked again, I think, today. Uh, so we'll just have to see, but he's probably more than likely out till maybe game three. That's what I'm going to guess. Uh, so Kevin Love should be back. I, and, and I agree with you, but I, I, I'm, I'm looking at J.R. Smith. One, because he needs to shoot the ball well. And he hit some big shots in the, in the finals that they did win against the Warriors. He really stepped up. But he also stepped up defensively. And they've got to shut down either Clay or Curry. So they're going to need him and Corver and Hill to play well defensively. And I think JR has kind of been that guy to take it upon himself, especially in that 16 finals, to, to play some stout defense, some serviceable defense, um, and put some pressure on, the, on those shooters. And, and I think JR is going to need to step up, and especially defensively in this series, if they're even going to have a prayer. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you give so, your X Factor for a Golden State? Yeah, yeah. I said have- Kev, Kev, Looney. Looney was my oh Looney was my yeah. Answer. yeah 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 so Kevin Looney Looney that's yeah right. you know it's okay. uh like I said earlier it's I think it's exciting for me um I I honestly I don't know if there was an outcome in the finals that I would have been more excited about as far as like what we had in the conference finals I wanted to see the Warriors in it because I thought they were the better team than the Rockets um 
Yeah. And yep. I wanted to see Boston, but it wouldn't have been exciting because I still would have known the Warriors were going to beat them in five. So uh, to me, this is cool. Get it round four. LeBron's going to be out of Cleveland next year, so we're not getting Cleveland and Golden State again next year. We know the last that for time sure. we see it. So yeah, it's hundred percent going to be the um, last time. So and you know. I think it'll be once and for all proving that Golden State has been because there's there's still the people out there that somehow think that Cleveland's the better team than Golden State, and wow. it's because they're they're huge LeBron truthers, and so they just think like if LeBron's on the team, yeah, they're the best team in the NBA. And no, that's not the way it works. Um, there's still the people out there that think Cleveland is the better team than Golden State, and that's just not the truth. What they have in Oakland right now is, or I guess San Francisco, Oakland, San Francisco, wherever their new stadium's at, um, <laughs> is just, it's you cannot even compare to them. They just, and they're going to be around for a long time. I Absolutely. would not be surprised if they're going to be here for the next two, three, four years. I mean, they could make it eight straight by themselves if they keep everyone intact. So, yeah, uh, Golden State in five. That's my final prediction. Golden, Golden State in five as well for me. Um, I'm, I'm excited for these. Game one is uh, Thursday. Game two, Sunday. I don't remember how it goes after that. Um, that's all I cared about so far. Uh, but, you know, exciting. NBA Finals time. Uh, a chance to, to see the best of the best battle it out. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm excited for it. I'll be watching every game guaranteed, no distractions. <laughs> um, and, uh, we'll be, we'll be ready in for a show. So gl- glad we did this little, uh, this little preview, uh, to these final little today. preview. Uh, we had a whole sports hour here, bud. We did. We did our sports. Half it hour is an additional episode this week, folks. You got you lucky. Just, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome guys. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> let us know what but you I think. But I love we, doing this, so it, so it's fun. It's fun. Absolutely. For, I mean, it, it, it's a blast for me. Uh, let us know in the comments, uh, either on you know Apple Podcast, on our Instagram, on our Twitter, whatever. Let us know what your prediction is. Uh, when we post this on Facebook, I'll ask. So if you're friends with us on Facebook, you can comment uh, what's your prediction and why you have what you have. If you think that the Cavs have a shot and you're predicting them to go to the finals, let me know. I would love to bet you on that because I'd love to make money. So if you are choosing Cavs in four, five, six, or seven, please, please uh, uh, hit me up and I will bet you any amount of money on that. Uh, so that's, that's all right. I got. That's all I got, man. I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited. It'll be fun. Yeah, and then we'll and then we'll be able to watch uh, LeBron and the Lakers battle the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals next year. So it'll be a hoot. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, we do have a new episode we're recording on Sunday, so it should be out by Monday next week. Mm-hmm. So I know we're going to throw you guys off a little bit by having two episodes out this week. Uh, yeah, keep your eye but out either this evening or tomorrow for this episode to come out. Um, tomorrow being Wednesday. Wednesday, we're recording on a Tuesday afternoon. So um, look out for either. Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning for this episode to be out. And again, once more, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, well, we'll post on Facebook. We don't have a Facebook page, right? No. No. Maybe we ought to make one. Maybe we ought to make one. We probably should. But if yeah, you, you, go, yeah. you, if you don't know you... us personally already, just add us on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't And I'm not under Mitch mode. It's under Mitch Dodd. Yeah. My name and is is the Mormon on Facebook. That's just like yeah, what I'm always. Yeah, he is the Mormon. Kidding. He's the only <laughs> Mormon kidding. kid everyone yeah. else knows. So, yeah. um, 
Hey guys, thanks for listening, and have a great rest of your week, everyone. Hey, yeah, we'll catch you. We'll catch you on Sunday.